Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of White Collar Brown Girl. I am so, so, so excited. I found the perfect guest um, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. Um, she is a professional who and who speaks on mental health and, um, you know, really coming up with strategies. She's also a TEDx speaker. Um, she's the CEO and founder of Transition 365. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Naota Gordon. Welcome to the show, Naota. I'm so Thank excited. you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ekta, for having me. I am so honored to be here. Oh, the honor is truly mine. I um, was reading a little bit about your bio and you have done such great work in your life. And I would love for you to tell us how everything started, you know, um, go into the whole military journey and everything. So um, I am a veteran. I served in the military for over 22 years. And um, actually that is where I learned the skills of um, protecting my mental health. Um, yeah. Initially, it didn't feel like that. Initially, it was um, the skill of compartmentalizing. You know, yeah. um, we're deploying, we're working late, late hours, uh, we're seeing, um, you know, things that you wouldn't normally see. People are trying to, you know, mortar you and kill you. And, you know, and then there's, you know, the social element where, you know, you have family and friends that are outside of the military. There's yeah. the news, there's, you know, all of these, um, you know, things that are going on um, around that, that you end up having to create this um, bubble um, around, around yourself. And I didn't realize that that was a skill um, until I got out of the military. Yeah, no, I bet. It. And I've heard other veterans talk about the immense stress, not only afterwards, but during um, the process of going through the training and then going through, you know, so I can only imagine um, how difficult that must have been, you know, to really kind of get a hang of that. Yeah. And, and, um, and it was only when um, I left the military and I actually um, did my TEDx around this, this piece of the strategy that I didn't know at the time was a part of my strategy, but it was about um, connection and not in a huge way of always having to be around people, but just um, in the way that my friend reached out to connect to me and she just called to check on me. Yeah. Like something um, so simple, you know, something so easy, just a, hey, I'm yeah. just checking on you. And I realized that I was kind of doing these little micro uh, check-ins, this little small versions of small talk. And I do it in a way, um, and I'm sure other people do it too, but you, you may not notice it because we're yeah. tribal. We, we connect with each other. And part right. of that is when I just kind of, I'm a step. I'll tell you something. I will stare at you. I will stare at you, and not because I'm creepy. Well, I don't. I don't think I'm creepy. But, <laughs> I, but I'll just kind of stare at people. I'm a people watcher. I love to watch people. And so, yeah. if someone would look up at me and catch me staring at them, I just smile, or yeah. I'll just wave, or I'll wink at them. You know, not even that I'm floating, flirting, or anything, but just that I acknowledge you and I see you. And yeah. I don't know what it does for them, but I know what it does 
for me. So. No, you make an excellent point because, you know, um, Ned, I'm going to honestly tell you this, being from the Midwest, I um, run into this problem a lot in the North because people are not used to you saying good morning or, you know, um, saying hello, how are you? And looking them in the face and, you know, just giving that smile, um, you know, small gestures. It's, it's just so funny how, you know, um, all over the world, it, it's perceived differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but you know, but whenever you give that smile, people can't help but return that same energy. Yes, it may be yes. like off-putting a little, but they're like, oh, okay, I see you with the smile. I see you with the way. Right. And, right. it's, and it's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, but I didn't know at the time that that would be um, a part of my of my strategy it didn't even really have a name i loosely called it you know my mental health strategy i didn't you know just when i talked to my friends oh that's a part of my mental health strategy um i when i got out of the military i realized that i missed being a part of a team i missed being around um people and um i had finished my contracting job um that i got i'm 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 cybersecurity and all of that stuff by trade and stuff. Thank you. Oh, wow. Very, very, yeah, difficult stuff. So kudos to you, Smarty Pants. That's a very difficult job. (laughs) You know what? You you get into what you like. I'm listen to you over there talking. Okay. (laughs) While you're talking. But um, yeah, Yeah. you yeah, you're 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 the you're completely the dopeness so yeah. oh thank you so, so much Nora. that means the world i i really you know i i want more than anything in the world i wanted to be able to speak to people like like you because these are the these are the stories that have inspired me my whole life you know being a woman of color you know we don't have a lot of people as role models you know what i'm saying we don't have a lot of people not only that don't look like that don't look like us but also that haven't gone through that real hard struggle that's you know above and beyond so I want to kind of circle back and I want to go back into your um into your days of just you know um make trying to come up right in your career like Mm -hmm. some of the hurdles that you faced because I want I want to talk about that I really do you know well, um, first of all, the military is definitely um, a male-dominated space, and even if it's not male-dominated, the energy is masculine. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that, um, and I'll speak for me, I tended, um, I tend to. F- I fell into a space of male energy. That testosterone, like um, I doubt it. You know, I doubted the feminine energy that I had in me because the space that I was in, you're almost forced to be overly assertive. Um, and and almost to the point where it, it's it's a common it's commonplace to to have this energy around bullying, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and it's not just in words, because in the military, it can be, you know, it can be words. It can be how, um, like I had a, I had a, um, a boss and for whatever reason, he did not like me from the jump. Maybe I was a little too happy. My teeth were a little too big. I don't know what it was, but that man didn't like me. Something did not click with him. Yeah. yeah. From jump. Like I walked through the door. He's like that one right there. I don't like, and I thought we would kind of be cool. We were from, we are both from Oklahoma. When I say both from Oklahoma, our social start with the same numbers. That's how. Wow. Right. Like we both have the same 
three numbers for our socials. That's how, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. that's going to be cool. But for whatever reason, um, he didn't like me from the beginning. And it made um, my duty assignment in Hawaii one of my worst um, duty assignments. And also really? that was a place um, where I really had, I felt that I really had to protect myself emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I because I didn't feel that I was getting that leadership, you know, from top to bottom where I could um, right. use him as a mentor or a leader. Yes, I hear you. I hear you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then also since the boss didn't like me, I missed out on that peer leadership that comes left to right across the aisle. Right. So it was a lonely, um, that duty assignment, which is unfortunate because it's Hawaii. That should be your favorite duty assignment. Yes, amazing. My worst duty assignment. Um, I, sometimes I feel like if I never would have went um, to Hawaii, I wouldn't have the second and third order effects of anxiety, depression, all of that stuff. I felt like that duty assignment um, created this this darkness in me that I didn't yeah. have up until, and I'd been deployed in other times and everything until yeah. I went to this where you don't have the comfort in your leadership. And it's not so much comfort, yeah. but to be able to respect that leader. And that's unfortunate because I thought this was an isolated event, but it's just that I hadn't been on this side of it before. Yeah. So, yeah. So I yeah. didn't realize that, you know, I could, and, and I could be sometimes called as a Pollyanna because I am a happy, positive person. So people normally respond to me in that way. Right. So right. that was a, definitely a check on leadership for me. But you know what, not. honestly, Nira, you know what I've noticed is mm -hmm. the people who are the most positive and truly like um, bright lights in this world, the negativity clings to those individuals. And it's like, you know, and, and you know, what's even worse is that you're so like you're automatically become so you know empathic or empathetic you really suck up that negative energy so like you know it doesn't take you know someone can be positive but if you are like you know set on bringing that person down you're gonna bring them down eventually you know what I mean and that's just I hate that kind of stuff yeah that when I tell you like there's so many stories where I'm like what is happening you know yeah. but, but what I learned from negative incident after negative incident after negative incident um is that what i've learned from these transitions right going yeah. from duty assignment to duty assignment friendship to friendship relationship to relationship that we get to pull out of that the skill of being adaptable and yeah. um baby when i tell you like you're like what is happening but once you learn that you get to step into that and put that on as a jazzy little leather jacket then yeah. then you're able to kind of walk a little different because you like i can honestly say it wasn't my best duty assignment it wasn't my best place to work or it wasn't, it wasn't my best relationship no matter what your transition is you're able to say yeah. i've learned you know how to stand in my truth and be able to not shy away from articulating what's right and what's wrong according to policy and procedures and the SOPs that you know that this organization built you know yeah. according to you know EO and um, diversity equity and inclusion you know rules and regulations so being able to really stand in that and know that you know it's not a me issue 
right? Yeah. And because yeah. sometimes you're like, well, what did I do? What did I say? What did I, right. do? I didn't do anything? It's not a me issue. It's a them issue. And whatever they're dealing with, don't let that be something that I in turn have to deal with. Exactly. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot of people out there right now, you know, especially with, with COVID and the way that jobs are and the way that people are just, I think we're cranky, right? Like in general, like, it's like, we haven't been outside. We're, you know, kind of secluded from each other. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of people in the corporate world, I have some friends who are like, well, my boss really came down on me today. Or like, you know, I don't feel like I'm, you know, I have what you were mentioning earlier, any kind of leadership or, you know, no one's really guiding me in my role. And it just makes me wonder, like, are there some, can you walk us through some like, you know, strategies for dealing with when you're really down and you really feel like, you know, really there's no one in your corner, right? Like it's like that kind of stuff. And it's, and it's, you know what, that's, that's an excellent question. So I actually can um, kind of take you to, I'm actually in the middle of like up leveling, revamping my own personal mental health strategy. And yeah. so I can share, cause we're right in the middle of it. Like I'm revamping it right now. Um, yeah. and, and it's more like, so what I think of, of a mental health strategy, it's more about your day-to-day way of um, impacting the world and allowing the world to impact you. Um, right. It's like this protective bubble where you're able to kind of let the world happen around you. Right. Right. And so, um, so some of the tactics that I use, because for me, I'm like, no, tell me how to do it. Like, don't give me these generalities. Tell me. So I, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I play this gratitude game and Ooh. I name three things that I'm grateful for which sounds like no big deal. Like I'm not even out of the bed yet, right? Yeah. And I'm, it's three things that I'm grateful for, but it can't be anything that I've ever said before. Yeah, yeah. That's right? pretty cool. That's hard though. That's really hard. It, it gets easier as you allow it, right? Because you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm grateful that I'm going to see my friend today. I'm grateful, you know? So it's three yeah. things, you know, because the first you'll start out with, oh, I'm happy that I, you know, I'm grateful that I, I woke up this morning, right? Yeah. I'm grateful, you know, for my friend, Jamia. I'm grateful for this interview that I have later on today, right? Right, right. But the next, but as you just get into it, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to add. Okay, there's three things. I'm gonna add one more. I'm gonna add one more. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So that is the first. So it really puts me in a positive um, state of mind because when you're able to give that gratitude, you're able to receive it. So that is a really good exchange of energy just in a matter of moments because it's not even a minute. It's not even 30 seconds. Yeah, it's just like, and also it's like feeling that you're really grateful for this stuff too, right? It's like, I'm super into like the law of attraction. And I remember when I was first, like really getting into it one of the biggest things that um hit me was you can't just say hey I'm really thankful for my child no you have to in your heart in your gut feel that gratitude and resonate that into the universe you know so yeah that that part and and the fact that it's a game you know you treat it like a game and it's like play that just makes that energy a higher vibration you know of of energy so absolutely that's the first thing that I do. And then I know you've probably heard this before, but um, I make up my bed. Nice. Because I'm like, you know what? I've already done yeah. <laughs> two things. Like I've already been grateful and I've already made my bed. Now this may be a little bit challenging depending on how much water you drink. Cause you know what I'm saying? you. This is first thing in the morning. So you might have to move quick. Right. Bed. 
Right. And if you seem like this is easy, that means you're not drinking enough water. So I just want to put that, I want to put that part in. That's very interesting. I like that. Right. Because the other day I was able to, this is sad. I'm not proud of this. Okay. But I'm just telling you this one thing. I was able to do my gratitude, make my bed and do a 20 minute uh, meditation. Wow. Before going to the bathroom. So that's telling you, you're not drinking enough water, Nyota, and you need to, you need to do better. So really I mean I I see that's hard for me because I feel like that it like it shows productivity in my eyes but if you're not having to go to the bathroom you should have to go to the that's bathroom. a yes you are right yes that's a great point you should have to do normal bodily things and not be rushing around absolutely I never even thought about that yeah that's amazing that I'm I'm not drinking enough water so so yeah. After, so it depends on my hydration of where this um, 20 minutes. So the first thing is the gratitude game, making my bed, and then 20 minutes of, uh, I mean, 20 minutes of meditation um, first thing in the morning. Because for me, the meditation part is a little bit challenging. So I try to do the harder, not hard, but the, you know, the the more challenging things within my um, strategy earlier. Right. 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 And what do you have any tips for those of us out there that are really, um, you know, we struggle with meditation, you know, like mm-hmm. what can you help define like what it is? Cause I think people get scared. You know what I mean? You tell them meditate and they're like, Oh my God, I have to go into like full enlightenment mode. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And I basically need you transcending, um, outside of your body. Right. <laughs> Please. And thank you. Nope. It's, it's really about just taking the time to kind of check in on yourself um and so there's a way that I meditate um because you know my I am I I am like I want to do I want to go I want to read I want to play I want to listen to audiobooks so giving myself that time to be still and just kind of check in on me and the way I do this I do like this body scan kind of thing I wasn't going to talk about this but you asked (laughs) um I imagine um, that there's this just warm, I'm a Christian, you know, yeah. so you may or may not be, so you can take this, the both of the ways that I'm going to tell you how I do it. Um, so I imagine this warm, glowing light that shines down from heaven and God just kind of coming through my hair, through my scalp, shining yeah. through my eyes. So I see what I'm going to be moving into forward, letting the light come out of my ears that I hear his word and hear yeah. no matter where it comes from. Um, yeah. You know, that I, you know, from my nose, I just imagine this warm light just coming out, you know, coming out of my mouth that I, you know, that I speak words that are impactful for other people. Um, right. You know, even as it goes through my chakras that, you know, I, in my throat chakras and that so I just imagine this warm light and I'm relaxing and just letting the light um shine through me this might be extra but like I have a shoulder injury so I just imagine that love just nurturing my shoulder and massaging my shoulder right I love that 
Yeah, so you're just yeah. letting this love and light. So if you don't think it's God's love, it's just the love of the world. You can imagine someone you love the most, right? Yeah. Like for me, it's my dad has, um, my dad passed away a few years ago, but I imagine like, how does that love for my dad, you know, feel? So if it's not, you know, God's love for you, someone that you love so much and how yeah. they love you in return, imagine that love just coming through your body, through your hips, your knees, you might shaky knees right nice. <laughs> just let nice. that love you know and then I connect um with the ground so I just imagine that light coming from the bottom of my feet and then coming back up connecting with the ground connecting with the earth everyone involved in the earth and then how that love comes back up through my body and back I up. love that and then I me really giving love that. back to God or love back to where the love is coming from for you well, I think that that's such a, I love how you explain that because that is something definitely all of us can do. And it's also, you know, I think anything you feel towards anyone that's unconditional love, you know, and it's, you know, th that's really it. And for me personally, you know, this, this podcast is exactly why I, I started this podcast is because I want to talk about things openly. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, I have immense respect for anyone who believes in God and, you know, like any, every religion in my eyes is, you know, beautiful. So like, it doesn't matter, you know, what I mean as long as you're doing good and as long as you're channeling good energy mm -hmm. that is worth everything you know and to start yeah. your day off like that I love that you have it right there beginning of the day you know put your best foot forward kind of thing yeah and the thing is it's not it, so if 20 minutes is too because what happens is once you start it you're like oh one more minute oh Gosh, one more minute. So right. I, I started out actually doing maybe like, you can start like one minute, right? So this yeah. morning routine can be a matter of like minutes, right? You get up, right? A minute. Like if yeah. you just give yourself to ground in that love and that care and that gratitude that you've already made your bed. So imagine in five minutes, Right. If you yeah. just do these top three, you've already you've already had gratitude game. You've already made your bed and you've already met like let that light shine. It could be a matter of like, boom, light down, right. back connected to the ground and back up. What? Yeah. Exactly. I hear you. But it's addicting. Like that yeah. deep breath is addicting. That that uh, connecting to the love and connecting to yourself in that moment. It's yeah. addicting. So. Right. You'll get to the part where you're like, oh, I can't be sitting here. I can't meditate all day. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I mean, no, I, I hear you. And I've been like, you know, I've been huge into meditation pretty much my entire adult life. You know, I, mm -hmm. I was grown, um, I was raised Hindu. And so, mm -hmm. you know, my, obviously my spiritual beliefs have like really, um, they've evolved over the years, but my mother was a huge advocate of yoga and, and meditation. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, anytime I went like a year or whatever without meditating every day, I could feel it, you know, and I, I would look back on my life in that year and I'd be like, this is something that I can literally track in a journal if I, you know what I mean? If I wrote it down, like this year I had these, these, these hurdles, which I did not have last year because I was taking care of my soul, my body, you know, my mind. And that was through meditation and, and, and what you're saying. That's good. You're saying that thing right there. And, you know, and it's not about like you, you were saying before, it's not about religion, you know, yeah. it's all to me, all religion. It's all God. If it's all working, it all leads, leads back to the greater good of the world. Exactly. Um, and we all have that good within us. We're all 
sons and daughters. We're all good. We're all God, right? So just exactly. allowing that to be, you know, and it makes you kind of sit up a little bit differently because yeah. we all have that love. We all have God. We are all sons and daughters. We're all kings and queens. So I think absolutely, you, yeah. You know, once you just it just kind of be like, hmm, like hmm, I'm different, and you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. And you know, I want to actually ask you some tips and tricks for all of the the younger audience, because honestly, uh, you know, being of color, being a minority in the world, not just America, you know, in the world, we have a whole different set of problems that come with that in terms of like, you know, career or beauty or, you know, where we fit in. And I know, especially as teenagers, the amount of stress that can rack up. I mean, honestly, Neora, I cannot tell you how many colleagues of mine in medicine ended up committing suicide, as sad, yeah. as, sad as that is. And that was because there is such an immense amount of stress yeah. and the problems they have are so unique because they have a different cultural background. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's yeah. people out there that are just out to, you know, just oppress you basically. You know what I mean? They just don't want to see you rise in the world. And that dealing with that. So can you give us some, like when, you know, for example, let me give you a better, like more pinpointed example, you know, someone comes, you know, has a terrible day. Someone was super hard on them, told them basically, well, you're never going to make it or you're never going to do this. Mm-hmm. How should somebody like that approach the rest of their day and just kind of dealing with that trauma of hearing that from somebody? You know, unfortunately, um, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. know, you know, we hear that, but when you experience that for yourself, you know, like I, I didn't do, I didn't do anything to them. Right. Right. I mean, unless you did something to them and then that's right. Unless you, unless you like jacked up their car or something, that's, that's, that's different. <laughs> that's but, you know, I'm just, you know, really just kind of going to that and know, like, first of all, it's not about you. Yeah. And, and that may seem like, oh, you know, how could it not? Because you have to be a little bit unselfish to realize that it's, it's not about you. Um, and, and part of that, you kind of find even in those moments of gratitude, um, in those moments of being silent and being still, it also makes you connect with a bigger world, um, a bigger experience. So, you know, when, when I would say if, you know, you're on the other end of that anger, you're on the other end of that attack. Um, one of the things that I, when I crossed over to be um, an officer, I started out enlisted. I don't know if you know what any of that means, but when I crossed over to be an officer, um, one of the officers, she was a senior officer, um, a field grade officer. And she told me that I needed to watch the news every day. I need to know what the current events were. I need to know what's happening. And I was like, okay, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm taking notes. And when that lady walked away, I closed my little green, we had these little green books and you fold them. I put that thing in my pocket and I was like, I am never watching the news. Yeah. And I actually stopped watching the news in like, 08. Wow. And, and when I tell you, I am so much better for it because you tend to carry the heaviness of the world, yeah. the badness, the bad things that happen in the world, instead of being able to um, tap into the so many good things that are going to the world. Like we, we seem to carry this, um, oh, 2020 was such a horrible year. It was terrible. 
but was it terrible for you or is that the messaging that you received? Yes, 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 yes. I agree. It's like programming versus, you know, are you really thinking on your own? Like, yeah. So, yes. so I would implore people to just kind of pause, especially before you repeat something back out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, and I think Brene Brown says this, she's like, is it true? Is yeah. it absolutely true? Right. Or you just talking, right? So I would, you know, uh, uh, give people um, the space to cut back on that, you know, of what you're feeding yourself. So if you're feeding yourself the news, if you love the news, I would just say, cut back a little bit. So if you listen to three hours of news, cut back to two. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of see, you know, how you feel. And then when you cut back, you also have to replace that with something, right? With something positive, with something good. So for me, I listen to audiobooks. Yes. Um, yeah. And I love audiobooks. Podcast. Of course, I listen to podcasts. Yes. Um, because um, faith comes by hearing. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing. And faith comes by hearing. So whether you're listening to something positive or listening to something negative, either way, you believe it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And the mind is a very powerful thing, you know, and it's like di directing the mind, I think, is one of the biggest hurdles of humanity. You know, if, if we can control, not control, but if we could start to divert our, our thoughts yeah. and channel them, I mean, the amount of, you know, resolution of conflicts in our life that we'll see is going to be so astronomical. And, you know, and, and I think that's, that's why I even asked you that question, because it concerns me in the world that we're growing up in, or not growing up, but I'm I'm already grown up. I'd like to. Think, <laughs> no, but, never. You know, you know the, we're the, always the, children. We're always learning. We're always growing. We all, and we also get to be playful. So yes, that's so true. No, that's so true. But I mean, for the youth especially, you know, it concerns me because there's it's just so hard, you know, finding yourself and and finding. But you know, in general, um, so in general, how do you think someone should approach their, their like day to day? So the morning, I love how you went through the routine in the morning. Now, what about the, you know, in the middle of the day, as you're going through your day, what are some things to practice? Um, um, a state, a state of mindfulness, um, okay. not letting yourself get so distracted that you don't realize what you're doing. Um, yeah. it's easy to do that when you're scrolling on social media. Um, it's easy to do that when you're driving. Um, it's easy to do that when you're watching television where you just kind of zone out um, and just giving yourself that, like um, one of the things um, I used to walk be before I moved back here to Oklahoma, um, I would walk every morning and mm -hmm. I would say, um, first you take the walk and then the yeah. walk takes you. Oh, you know? what do you mean by that? Um, and so I would use that walk like a meditation you know, mm. to really make sure that I'm, you know, how are you striking the ground? How is your posture? Are you breathing? Are you acknowledging the nature that's around you? Do you feel the breeze in your hair? Do you notice the car, the smell of the car as it passes by? Just really tapping into your senses and just being mindful and just being in that moment. And you right. can do those sort of things no matter what you're doing. Washing dishes, if you're washing dishes by hand, that can come into a place where it's just a, you're mindful of a, a kind of meditation where you're kind of like 
feeling your hands in the water. Is it too hot? You know, noticing the suds, noticing, you know, that there's a little bit of, you know, food kind of stuck on there. Just really just being in the moment that you're yeah. in. Being um, present. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that really um, sets a precedence of how you engage the day. Um, another thing I would say is be mindful of your cell phone. Um, if I was, if we were sitting here actually having a telephone, um, a conversation in person, I wouldn't even have my cell phone available. Yeah. Because I don't want people to think that I'm not paying them attention. Yes. Thank you very much for saying that. Thank you. So, because honestly, I just had this conversation a week ago with somebody about how, you know, if you are speaking to somebody, you have to acknowledge them. You have to look them in the face. You have to, you know what I mean? Give them your attention. And even that body language, like it goes so much into how people feel about the, you know, the interaction they just had with you. Right. It's like, you know, we have to be more mindful of just how we treat one another as well. You know, yeah. it's very important. Be able to connect. And when, and, and there's been so many studies that show, even if the phone is face down on the table, people still have this feeling that you're not paying attention. Right. Right. Exactly. Just put it away. You know, I mean, it's a beautiful it world we live in of digital, you know, and it's, it's great. We have so much technology at our fingertips, but you know, it, it, it's a fine line between that and like dehumanizing our interactions. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Cause we're yeah. tribal, you know, we, we, we want and get to connect, um, you know, and we long for that. So just, right. just allow it, just let it allow that connection. It doesn't have to be some big long drawn out thing, but when you're having a conversation, even if it's a five minute chat, you're, you see someone in passing, put your phone away because it's something about when you're trying to connect with someone and they're distracted. Now it's different if you're adding their contact information to your phone, you know, that's something different, but when you're right. just talking to them, how are you? Where have you been? I haven't seen you in so long. And then I bring out my phone to text. Right. It just completely negates all the quote unquote right. concerning questions you just right. asked, you know? Right. Isn't that yeah. not real? Like, are you, was that real? Was any of that real? So exactly. allow those connections, even no matter how small, the micro connections, those moments of eye contact, that, those smiling eyes, right? Because we have our mask on. So, you know, yeah. work on that. What does Tyra call it? That smizing, right? Like allow yeah. your eyes to smile, you know, because that is that connection and people still feel that you know they see if your eyebrows are furled or if you're concerned about something or if you're looking at me and you are smiling at me with your heart it just show it just even if it's a moment in passing so allow Absolutely. yourself to do that whether um you know whether you're young or old or corporate or or not or a mom or no matter allow ourselves to connect um to each other because we are tribal and just yeah. and that and that goes also um a long way and being able to feel grounded and feel like you're not alone that gives you moments of like you know i'm not isolated i'm not in a room by myself and still feel lonely you, you right know, right you get to connect no matter how, you know, what that level looks like. No, I want to ask you also, because this is some, some great stuff that you're, you're telling us. And I, and I want to talk about how we can apply this in like, you know, the current um, environment that we're living in, you know, obviously our main way of interacting sometimes is over zoom or over, you know, a phone call. And it's like very, very hard when you don't have that, you know, 
uh, immediate physical connection there of like, you know, sitting next to somebody, feeling the energy. Um, so some things like, you know, if you're on Zoom, um, would you agree that like, you know, we can practice all of this even on like video chat and everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because, you know, my closest friends, I didn't meet them for like a year or so. Yeah. Um, because I met them in masterminds and, you know, online classes where we would Zoom. And yeah. so you still get a chance to make these connections and, and be able to, you know, make these connections by looking into people's eyes, even into the Zoom screen. Yeah. Know? And being able to, you know, lean in, you right. know, right. slow down to talk, listen. Right. So you're able to make this, these connections, even on Zoom and where people can be like, oh, I just really like, you talk with your hands, use your hands, right? right? Touch your heart, laugh, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. on Zoom, there's no mask. So you get to be, you get to be funny. Like I'm expressive, right? I am yeah. overly expressive. Oh, I but am too. <laughs> But allow that. And if you're not, just allow yourself. People always talk about being authentic. What well, being authentic? Well, that just means being who you are. But sometimes on Zoom, you get to take that up one notch, right? If, if you right. smile, smile bigger. If you talk with your hands, you can talk with your hands bigger. You right. get to lean into the conversation and like, hmm. Right. Hmm. right. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're like, have your mic on, right? Right, right. And just, hmm, yes. Yeah, like a little bit of like confirmation that you yes. hear the words. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good point. That's a great point. That's yeah. good right there. Because sometimes even when Mike, Mike is off, I'll be like, good point. Right. Yes, that's good right there. Be because people, we still feel that energy. There's no time and distance when it comes in the energy that you feel amongst people. Even when people are on the phone and you don't see them, you still hear that pause. You still feel that that energy is a little bit like, did you understand? Is there something wrong? Did you hear me? If you just allow yourself to connect with that other person. We can do that via Zoom, via telephone, via space and time and distance if we just allow ourselves to be who we are. Um, right. And if you're still trying to figure out who you are, then just lean into that. Yeah, yeah, I lean completely agree. I completely, and you know, I think this is, I, this is just so wonderful. All of this information is just so wonderful because you know I don't see this out there I don't see a lot of people you know providing this framework for you know um because I, I want to be honest with you you know I did my for you know in medical school we have to do these rotations and one of them is psychiatry right it's our core rotation and I actually went to the UK because I did not like the U.S. mental health system I didn't like how we do things I didn't like how we don't care for our patients. So I wanted to do, you know, see that contrast in the UK. And one thing I did notice was, although that the system is saturated, there are a lot of people that need the services, but the people who are in there, they get a 360 treatment plan, which includes a lot of the strategies that you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, like they'll be, you know, they walk you through how to be more sociable, how to be more personable. And it's all part of the healing. 
So, you know, for us to, you don't have to have a mental illness to practice these little things day to day that will improve your life and hopefully the people you're interacting with. Right. And I wasn't going to like talk about, but I have like this little framework that I kind of use for myself and I call it the vet framework Uh, because, you know, I'm a veteran. So, yeah, absolutely. But it's about, you know, finding out what your vision is for your life. Yeah, That's something that can kind of pull you, like allow you to play and dream, you know, and what are your own personal values? You know, and this is something that people can tap into and, you know, when they're looking for a new job or they're in a job where they figure out why they don't fit or they keep going to do jobs because your values don't align with that new job or that organization. And you're able to vet that straight away. Like if you see that their values or, you know, what their, their vision is for their company or who they want to be and that doesn't align don't waste your time there yes try to change that you well I can adjust you don't have to and and you were looking for a job when you found that one so don't get caught up in that right don't get caught up that in that and so for me my the e in that is entrepreneurship and what does that mean everyone doesn't want to be an entrepreneur but there's um a way that you can really tap into the job that you already have so you can use entrepreneur you know entrepreneurship where you're like within your company but you're interested in something else that happens within the company so you can approach your boss and you be like i really want to i think we should have a project around this yeah or, or yeah or you have like micro entrepreneurship where it's like oh well i i make the best crocheted hats that's a lie i don't know how to crochet i know how to <laughs> knit though i know how to knit but not crochet so you're Girl, like, i don't you know, know how to crochet either i don't know i know how to uh the cross stitching thing i can do that i can knit mm. Right. So imagine, so you, you're a great cross-stitcher, right? So you were like, I can make these and I can sell these on Etsy because it kind of gives you something to focus on. And so if that's not something you like, so maybe it's like a really um, having a hobby, but all of these things should be something that you love, something that kind of pulls you forward, taps into your vision, taps into your, you know, your values, and it kind of pulls you forward and using that E and entrepreneurship, you know, using that as your purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the T. Um, the T is transformation and okay. being able to transform in your finances, you know, having a budget, something as simple as like having for every dollar that you have, assign it to something. Right. You know, and so it's not money just for money's sake. You're like this $12 right here. I'm going to blaze pizza. Blaze pizza is my new arch nemesis. It's so good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, you know, you assign, you know, so it gives you vision for your money. This money I'm setting aside because when the world opens up, I'm going to Egypt. Right. So assign that money of something to do because that moves that money forward. And it gives you something to, you know, lean into. Um, Also Mm -hmm. there's transformation in your emotional health, right? And so just being able to, you you may not think this is a big deal, but being able to just sit and listen and think of like, what's that other person's perspective? Cause we're not, they're not all me. And so that kind of builds up your emotional intelligence, right? Um, And then it's also, of course, your physical health right? Because there's something about moving your body that moves everything around. Right. 
Right. And, and it really helps you exert energy, um, helps with anxiety and depression. Um, I noticed when I didn't have a physical part, you know, a physical part of my mental health strategy, I feel it. You know, yeah. I feel the weight. I feel that darkness coming up from the bottom of my feet, wrapping around my ankles, how depression presents for me. Like it's kind of like right. a blob. It tries to overtake me, but being physically active, um, you know, that really helps move me forward. And then there's a part of self-love and self-care, you know, and, and what that looks like is it can even look as simple as creating boundaries for yourself. You know, yes. what you will or won't um, accept, how you will allow people to talk to you, um, sitting in a job that you know that you can do more, be more. Well, that's self-love and self-care to learn those skills, to, to elevate in those positions that you know you can do. Right. That's that's self-love, that's self-care. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's one more, and that's like, so for me, let me give you one more or two more yeah. things. So for me, um, my birthday is on the 13th of June. I celebrate my birthday every month on the 13th. I do something for myself. I call it everyday birthday, but I yeah. do something for myself on the 13th of every month. Now I don't have a whole ticker tape day parade, everybody, I, I may take a bath and there's candles. I may go get a foot massage, you know, something something for, for you yeah Everyone. yeah i so love I'll, that right because like we don't we don't allow ourselves to really we say girl i'm talking i'm focusing on me i'm getting my self-care together but are you really right like, Is it in your it's calendar? been another week and all you did was go to work and come home and then go to sleep yeah that's Is it not self-care right, right? Are you just saying 100%. that because that's what other people are saying? Or are you really like taking that in and digesting it for yourself, right? Well, you know, you make a great point because I think that self-care and self-love became almost like this new indie trend, right? Like people were just like, yeah, I'm into meditation and yeah, I'm into, you know, but it's like, you guys, it really works. Like if you take that 30 minutes or you take that day, like you just said, you know, you take that extra time to go get a pedicure, go get a massage. I mean, whatever is your thing, the amount of difference that that's going to make not only like your present, but then the, that good energy radiating out, radiating out into your day, into your week. Like that's just a, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. So I completely get you. And I'm right there with you hundred percent. And there's one more thing. So I, I feel like I'm funny, right? But mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what I think is fun. Right. So on Wednesdays, I actively seek out fun. Wow. Like I go to, you know, so it's just me. So, right. So I may go even in, even in the face of COVID, you know, I'll still go out and like, if the museum is open, okay, well, maybe I think the museum is fun. So let me go to this museum. Okay. Well, you know, well, maybe, okay. I'm not going to go to the trampoline park. Cause that's a little bit too grimy. Right. But, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll go. And, you know, I'll watch a movie because I don't really watch a lot of like TV these days. So I was like, right. I'm going to watch a movie. So I, I have this Wednesdays where it's like, I am actively seeking out fun. <laughs> right. Right. I love that. I need to do that actually. Like for me, Fridays are my favorite day of the week, but mm -hmm. I need to make Wednesday another favorite day. <laughs> yeah. Actually, but my favorite day is actually Thursdays. Really? I have the weekend to look forward to right there's something about yeah i'm like oh the weekend is coming whether i'm gonna do anything or not i get so excited <laughs> I could, 
that it's coming. <laughs> I'm not even, I don't even have anything planned, but Thursdays I'm hyped because the weekend is coming. Right. That's yeah. so true. That's so, I love it. I love it. Well, I could talk to you for literally years. It has been such a pleasure and I'd love to invite you back so that we can talk more about specific strategies for different things. You know, I, I, I just don't think we can get enough great advice from, you know, individuals like yourself when it comes to mental health, you know, and I want to use as much, you know, opportunity as I can to have you on so absolutely absolutely and everybody out there like if you're listening if you're listening and you listen to this whole episode first of all thank you so much and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did I loved um the whole conversation so leave us some feedback if you have any questions or if you're struggling right now with something you know um feel free to use the comment section you know and and I'm gonna I'll respond. I'll pass along your questions to Nayota if she can be, you know, give us some insight as well. And uh, give us a thumbs up, rate us on Spotify, iTunes. We're available on seven different platforms. And I would love if you guys checked us out. But thank you so much, Nayota. This has been amazing. My honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.